Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Katie and I are thoroughly excited about this episode because we get to talk about some things that are very real time for us, things that we've just learned, that we've just experienced, and also a brand new announcement. It's a I know we've had a few announcements in, in recent episodes, but this is an actual like call to action announcement. You will be able to take action on this announcement today, the very moment that you're listening to it. You'll be able to do something about what we are about to announce. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. gotta say did you guys notice something different about the intro i did you did i did yeah well louis is four months old and we finally stopped saying in the intro with two young children and our third on the way and now it says three young children under the age of three yeah it was subtle it was a subtle change but those of you that were paying attention i'm sure caught it I'm sure because I've gotten a lot of messages being like, when are you going to add Louie to the family? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just wanted to let you guys know, we're finally updating that the vlog intro is still the exact same, which is why we haven't vlogged. (laughs) I know. It's like that one thing that's keeping us from pulling out the vlog camera. It's like, we have to film a new intro and add our third child. Um, Okay. What was I going to say other than that? Oh, this week has been so good. Yes. A bunch of big big things. Can can I say something, Katie? Yes. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and make a very hard ask from the get. You know why? Well, we're already going there. I'm going there because I'm so excited that my children's album is now available. You're talking about the children's album? Yeah, is that all right? I thought you were going to talk about the chicken I cooked tonight. That was amazing. Okay, sorry. Are you feeling not loved for that chicken? <laughs> no, you know what? The album is way cooler than the chicken. No, so it's tell not. them about the album. Tell them about the album. And we'll go back to the other things that made this week good. It yes. wasn't just my chicken. That was a part of it. That made this week really, but that was an awesome addition to this week. Okay, so my album is now available for digital download and CD pre-order, which I, I cannot tell you how excited I am. It feels so, I guess, rewarding and like a dream come true for me to have this project complete and be in a position where I can get it out to consumers, to any of you that, you know, want to listen to it and take part in this project with me. And so you can go, I will link the, you know, the web address to go to, to purchase this album. But the way it's working is you are pre-ordering the hard copy and that's going to come out on here in about a week on November 5th, that'll be out. And so we'll be shipping it to you. Um, on November 5th, but you can pre-order and, but you will get access to the digital downloads right away when you pre-order that hard copy. Yeah. So it's a package deal. You get the hard copy. You also get a digital download. 
of all the songs. And the cool thing is, you guys, is these pre-orders are the only hard copy CDs we're printing. So, or running, or whatever you call them. I'm still hung up on. Okay, they're the only ones at this point that were... Yeah, so ordering. after so after November 5th, you will not be able to get the hard copy of yeah. the CD. It'll just be digital downloads only. And so if you want to get them for Christmas gifts, these are great Christmas gifts for families or stocking stuffers or whatever, then we'll get those to you guys by Christmas. Again, this is called, we're calling it a pre-order because they're going to get here. The albums are going to get here on November 5th, and then it's up to Elisha and I to send them to you guys. But... They will be getting out that week. They will be sh- being shipped that week. Yeah. So, so many of you have actually already encouraged me since I gave that little sample a couple episodes ago of the album. And so I, I think I'm more excited than I would have been had not so many of you encouraged me and told me you're looking forward to my project. And so thank you so much. And yeah, I really hope that you guys are able to go buy this, enjoy it. I hope your kids enjoy it. I hope you share it with your friends. I really, I'm excited. Yes, we're so excited about it. So the website is nowthatimafather.com, and we'll link it in the show notes if you can't remember that. But I think you guys will remember nowthatimafather.com, because that's basically Elisha's nickname. <laughs> now that I'm a father. It's kind of a long name, actually. It's what, the, it's what I call the CD, too. The CD is called Now That I'm a Father. Yeah, it's pretty good because it's a children's album. It it's is. a children's album that parents will enjoy listening to. And if people aren't really familiar with it and they're just coming in on this episode, it's just give a little background real quick. Sure. So I was inspired to start writing songs for my children about a year ago now when I realized that you never know how many days you have left here on this earth. And I was holding my son and my daughter Lucy was kind of crawling around on the floor And they're at an age now where they aren't going to be, if I were to pass away, uh, they won't have very many memories of me to take with them because of how young they are. And so I I started really thinking, how, how would they know what I believe and what I stand for and where I'm putting my hope if I were to die today? Because sure, I read the Bible to them and I pray with them at nighttime, but those memories are going to be just gone when, when, as they grow up, if I weren't to be there with them. And so I wanted to start documenting, like I'm just writing, like I said, writing to my children what I believe, the core beliefs of, of my Christian faith and, and what they're founded on. And so I started doing that in the form of songs with the idea of recording them so that they'll have them forever. And if I were to, you know, now if I were to die tonight or tomorrow, they would know what I believe um, based off of these children's songs and um, and so that's what inspired me to start writing these songs, and and I hope that parents can have you know a similar heart that I have towards my children in wanting to instill truths in them, starting at a young age. Well, you notice the kids repeat whatever yes. is around. Yes, it's re- it's pretty remarkable, and so to have a, a resource, a music resource, where hopefully you parents can feel comfortable with and, and confident in the lyrics that I'm speaking, hope, you know, that they're founded on truth and that they're glorifying to God and that they're growing a faith in your child. Cause that's what I want for my child. And uh, so that's where this project came from. Yeah. And if you guys want to hear Elisha kind of talk through each song, that's episode 42, but you guys could just go hear previews of the songs too. If you aren't familiar at all on the website, now that I'm a father. 
com. So, wow, you just really like launched all in. Elisha's like so excited he had to just get that out there. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no small talk tonight. No small talk tonight. We are on a mission. No, I am really excited about it though. But I just felt like I wanted to do a little small talk because last time we left you guys, we were talking about our visions not aligning and we were really hashing out a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like the month of. July, we were moving. August, you know, we were settling in with your job. That was a lot of effort. And then, I don't even know what happened in September. But October, we were really working through so much stuff, I felt like. Mm -hmm. And so this week was so cool because it seemed like a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's like we were reaping the payoff. I feel like Yeah, it's like a culmination of all that hard work was paying off. Yes. We had some hard conversations some you know some knock them knock them out what is it knock them down drag them out conversations yeah like knock down drag out <laughs> knock down drag out conversations and i feel like like you said the fruit of those conversations was something we were able to experience this week and you know katie said that october got a little wonky in her life and i do think it's because stuff was building up through july august and september but we were kind of purposeful in not addressing some of these deeper issues only because we knew that it was a season of transition for us. Not only was it a postpartum season, mm-hmm. we had also gone through a move and I started a new job. And Yeah, you know, there's naturally going to be strains on right. life. Right. And so we were really giving each other grace. And I think that we were just giving ourselves time mm-hmm. to try to get our feet under us. And I feel like October was the month where both you and I came to a point where we're like, okay, you know what? Let's talk about this. Enough of this kind of beating around the bush and enough having grace for each other. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) We want to have grace for each other forever. But I think that we felt confident enough in our circumstances here and secure enough with where we were at to kind of address some of these things that had taken root in our lives. I mean, this sounds like a funny example, but I been telling Elisha I had asked Elisha like three months ago what's something that I could do that would make you know your life better and he was like you know what like if you'd iron my clothes that would just be like awesome you know you do everything else great that'd be a blessing and I was like sweet and for three months I'd kind of been saying the same thing which is like oh I'm so sorry about your clothes I'm gonna get around to ironing your clothes and yeah life was wonky with all the stuff we had going on and then in October we just kind of had to think like okay like we still don't have a good schedule or routine for the kids we still are you know my working out personally is hit and miss we still don't have saving goals that we're like-minded on you're right we still don't yeah have a good morning routine we still aren't eating three meals a day like at home it just keeps being like fly by the seat of our pants Elisha and I weren't on the same page with to-do lists and what needed to get done and stuff. So basically it was time to like address all those things. And this week's just been awesome because I just feel like so aligned. So yeah, it feels like we're such a team and, yeah. our, and our efforts are just, it's not like you're fighting your own battles, you know, here and there. I just feel so aligned and united in every little thing that we're doing, which is really rewarding. It is really rewarding. And it's so enjoyable too. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, it's a fun life right now. Like mm-hmm. I think we've pinched ourselves several times just even today and it's like what this is the life i'm living i felt yes i was sitting at our dinner table eating this chicken that katie was talking about that was so good yeah i give really subtle hints (laughs) yeah and the whole meal was just delicious and katie's been a lot more intentional about uh training the kids to eat nicely at the table and so leon and lucy were both sitting at the table with us 
and Katie, it was just an amazing evening. You know, Katie looked beautiful. We had this amazing meal. The mm-hmm. children were behaving themselves and eating dinner. And I, I told Katie, so, I mean, I feel like a king. Like, I feel like <laughs> royalty right now. And um, and then I got a little confused as to whether or not, because I, obviously Leon would be a prince and Lucy would be a princess. But then I didn't know how who how you become a queen at that point. Yeah, he was kind of confused as to how Lucy could become a queen. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with royalty and how how that all works. So Katie explained that to me over the dinner table. And I think I'm pretty straight on that now. (laughs) Oh, my word. Something that has been fun that we have started the last couple weeks is all sitting down at the dinner table. Because we've had, like, Leon in a stand-up high chair and Lucy in a little high chair. And moving everyone to the dinner table. And instead of like me serving up everyone's plates, I put the food on the table. And it just, I think it's so much more restful and so much more feeling like we're a family and we're sitting down to eat instead of me like having all the food on the counter and jumping up every time Leon and Lucy need something. And it just felt kind of like a in passing thing we did. It wasn't real. Like we all sit down and then the kids ask to be excused. And I think it's, well, we went out to eat last night on our way home from Bend, and the kids were so well-behaved because it was just, like, normal. Yeah, they had been practicing sitting at the table for dinner. Yeah, so that was, like, a huge blessing. I'm kind of like, why did we not do that sooner? Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's working out. Okay, so I do want to talk about – sorry, you guys, this is going to kind of be, like, a little more rambly of an episode because we're just going to tell you some things that, like, you know, updates – what's going on in life well there's some big updates because you haven't even gotten to your big update yet what what's that come on oh the event yes you just had a remarkably successful women's retreat that was so so cool you guys so this last weekend was the i think i've heard 20 different names for what it was called i've called it the now that i'm a mother retreat which is way too long of a name but I lack creativity in that area. I think my mom called it like the Joyful Mama 101 retreat. So, you know, it was a combination. But it was so cool because when my mother had this idea to do a retreat, and she's like, Katie, we ought to do something in person. I was like, oh my goodness, no. Like, when you do stuff online, it's like if no one shows up, no big deal. But in person, I was so stressed at the concept of like, who's going to actually come to this? But we put out a announcement and so many women were interested. And so we just pulled the trigger and it was so cool. Over a hundred ladies showed up. Some flew all the way from like Southern California to Illinois. And we had one gal out here from Boston and yeah, the Dakotas. The Dakotas. Yeah, it was like, I don't know ge- geographically like what state's further than the next because I'm like really bad at geography. Yeah, I think you should have like started with Boston. It's like all okay. the way over there on the East Coast and then gone to Illinois because that's like pretty far over there too. And then, then you go to the Dakotas and then Southern California. Oh, see, I thought Illinois was like in the direct middle of the state. It's. I think it's it's more towards the east. It's the, it's the Midwest. So. Okay. Okay, well, that's why I married Elisha. He can just tell me where things are. (laughs) I'm hopelessly lost without him, very literally. So, anyways, it was just, it was humbling, for one. Then I started getting nervous because I was like, okay, now people are flying out from 
all over the place. Like we'd better deliver. This isn't just people driving in from like local. And it was really cool though to like meet people from the Sisters Bend Redmond area that, I mean, Elisha and I lived there for years and I never got to meet them face to face. Hmm. So it was a really fun excuse to do that. And it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. And even though this was a women's retreat, I was, I was there taking care of the kiddos and helping a little bit with like sound and video and stuff. And so I was able to meet a lot of the attendees and some of their husbands were dropping them off. And so I got to meet their husbands too. And it blessed me just seeing how many women you've impacted, Katie, through your ministry of now that I'm a mother and seeing how many other women, how many more like-minded families there are like us. I think that's what was so powerful is because there was such a wide range of beliefs and how in that room, but we were all Christians and we all loved the Lord. And even though that looked differently, there were so many different sects of believers. It was so inspiring for me to just see women from so many different walks of life all come together with the united vision of being better women, wives, and mothers, and wanting to honor God in that process. And so it was just like, wow, because I think sometimes you can feel like you're the only one, you know? And Elisha and I have been blessed by a really strong community of people who are like-minded, but it's powerful to see people from all over the country coming together to grow. Mm -hmm. And my mother, Janice, just did an amazing job. She shared so many different things, uh, anything from like homemaking to the shampoo that she washes her hair with (laughs) to deep diving into marriage and getting vulnerable there and child training. And it was just a mix of like practical and heart. Um, like what am I? Oh man, I'm, I'm struggling for words here. Like theory. What do you say? What? Yeah. I don't know. Practical. And then like, like more, I guess like faith-based things and yeah, like heart related stuff. Yeah. Like heart and mind things and then practical ways to live it out. So it was just a really special weekend. It couldn't have gone better in my opinion and it was so cool because my brother-in-law Blake filmed the whole retreat and I've been getting a lot of questions on Instagram of where that will be live and stuff like that oh I shouldn't have to figure that out we have to edit all the footage and we'll keep you guys posted but you know don't expect to hear about it for a little while yeah (laughs) we have to kind of like put it all together yeah I don't want anything overshadowing my children's album. (laughs) My children's album gets all the attention for a while. (laughs) Yeah, this is Elisha's moment to shine. So we're going to let him shine. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to share, though, maybe like a few takeaways I had from the retreat. I'd love love it if you did that. I took so many notes and I was looking through these and I was like, these don't go together at all. And that's why this podcast is just kind of random because these are all great thoughts individually but there's not like one big old topic okay so one statement my mom said that was a one-liner and she says like I can't credit her for the one-liner she says because someone else said them before but whatever it's a good quote and I heard it from her but the thing she said was God gives you grace to run your race And I thought that was just so good because it's sometimes I look at other people and I go, oh my goodness, how are they doing that? And it's like, well, God's giving them the grace for that. And when I look at my own life, I can be confident 
that whatever the Lord brings into my life, he's going to give me the grace for that. And sometimes I can fear like, well, life's going so good for me or all my children are healthy. What happens if, you know, X, Y, and Z would happen, like a tragedy would happen. And I can just trust that the Lord's going to provide in that, in that instance. And I don't have to fear Hmm. that or have anxiety for the future. I guess I think it can be easy to fall into a trap of being anxious of the what ifs Mm -hmm. instead of just trusting that the Lord's there for everything. Mm -hmm. And he's a very personal God and he'll meet us where we are at. Yeah, that's encouraging whether you're a mother or a father or anybody really. Because I think we're all guilty of borrowing troubles from tomorrow. And the reality is we, we know not what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And so instead of getting caught up in what could potentially go wrong or what could potentially befall us in some tragic way, I think, like you said, if you focus on knowing the one who holds the future, you'll know that his grace will be sufficient for that day and for each day, just like it is today. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote is that he gives you, God gives you grace to run your race. Yeah. That's so good. And also what it does too is that it not only... When you look at people and say, man, how, how are they doing that? I can never do that. It also keeps you from having any pride if you want to judge people, too. You say, oh, man, come on, guys. They, th- those guys should pull it together. And you're oh, thinking, yeah, like, are you too. kidding me? Like, that's not your race at all to run. And you don't know what they're going through, you know, unless you're in their shoes. And that's so, so true. It's, it, we, we all have seasons where we feel like we're thriving and we have seasons where we feel like we're struggling. And the the thing is that God's faithful, faithful through all of it. And you don't know what season that other person is that you're looking at. Something else I liked that my mom shared was she encouraged us to put what we wanted in our calendars first. And I know I am so guilty, and that's caused some conflict in our marriage, of putting other commitments and other people's what they want into my calendar and then building my life around that. And in doing so, I force Elisha to build his life around that and our kids to build their lives around that. And it can go both ways uh, for both of us. But I was just really challenged to sit down with Elisha and build in our golden days and our date nights and the times when we want people over for dinner and the times we want just for our family nights and block all those things out so that other people and other commitments I have have to fit into that schedule. Mm -hmm. And so that was really good. And along with that scheduling thing, she said a statement that like has just struck me, especially because of what Elisha and I've gone through the last few weeks. And she says, if my husband wants something done, I put it at the top of my to-do list. And I was just so struck by that because I think a lot of conflict in Elisha's in my marriage leading up to the last couple of weeks where it kind of climaxed was when he would ask me to do something or say, Hey Katie, you know, I'd love for this to happen or whatever. I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm so on the same page and I write it at the bottom of my to-do list, like very physically write it at the bottom of my to-do list. <laughs> and I wasn't thinking, Oh yeah, that's the last thing I'll get around to doing, but that's what was happening. And so I was just really challenged by that to prioritize what my husband prioritizes and be on the same page, but very practically write it at the top of my to-do list. Mm. Wow. That's so cool that you think 
like that because it, it that blesses me and i want to do the same thing for you too that's for sure and I, I don't think i would have blamed you i think i probably do the exact same thing when you say hey it would be cool if you could get this done you know hey would you be able to change the oil in the car or would you be able to get you know our new debit cards changed over and i think oh yeah of course we really need to do that that's great thinking katie and i put it at the bottom of the to-do list which how much would it honor you and probably bless you if I just put it at the top of the list? And then it's a win-win because I do want it done. That's the we thing. Both it's want like it done. I have, I've had the desire to have our home run smoothly. Yeah. And certain things that you've asked, those have been my desires. I even asked you, like, hey, what could I do today that would help you out? But then I like don't do it. <laughs> so that's not very helpful anyways yeah so that was awesome and I just have one more thing that I wanted to share again these are just little random things but there's that quote that someone famous said that is you are what you repeatedly do yeah I think it was one of the philosophers like Socrates or maybe Plato or Aristotle or like yeah I think it's it's um you are what you repeatedly do therefore success is not an act but a habit or something oh, like that. Oh, nice. I think it goes along the Coming lines of that. Coming in clutch with the whole I don't quote. know if that was totally <laughs> accurate, but I think it goes kind of like that. It sounded pretty good to me. But she was saying how you can just, when you really want to do something, do tiny things. Like, do, like, ridiculously tiny things. So, like, if you want to start a habit with flossing your teeth, just tell yourself, before bed, I need to floss one tooth. Like, just one tooth. Like, is that sound dumb? Does that sound dumb? I don't think it sounds that dumb because over time you'd get you'd get to all of them. <laughs> That's a really good point. But the point is, is that when you're in there and you floss your one tooth, you can probably floss another tooth. Yeah. And it's the same thing with working out. Because I know for me, working out can be really daunting. So instead of, oh, just do a 30-minute workout, do an hour workout. Just do one squat before bed. Yeah. And it's like you could probably do another squat. Like the hardest, I think what it's saying is the hardest part of starting a habit is starting. Hmm. And so if you just give yourself a tiny kickstart, then you'll probably be able to keep going. Yeah. I love that. Set yourself up for success. Yeah. Yeah. I know that just even for me telling myself, okay, I don't feel like I have time or I don't know if I'm going to be awake enough tomorrow morning to have a Bible time saying, okay, well, I'll read one verse, you know, and then you end yeah. up reading way more than one verse Yeah, when you just, when you go to it. So anyways, I like that. There's like a bunch more personal things that I'm not ready to share with you guys or Elisha. Whoa. So, well, so I'm have to do with you. Like, I just want to like live out my life, you know? Interesting. I can't like tell you everything I'm trying to do. Cause it's like, you know, I got to keep some some secrets. Yeah, that's suspenseful. Gotta keep you guessing. <laughs> I am guessing now. I wasn't until you just said that. Wow. Oh, it's there's nothing grand. It's just little things over time. Yeah, I know that Katie and I, since this retreat was just a, a few days ago or a couple days ago, we were able to really talk it talk it through on the drive home from Bend, Oregon, back to our home. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool that Katie and I, when we talk about marriage and we talk about family and we talk about the different goals that we have it's so easy to make those things become your end all and it's it's just it's it blows me away with how quickly you can start idolizing marriage and holding it on a pedestal above god mm -hmm. and what made me start katie and i both start realizing this is when we started saying things like oh i don't know what i would do if you know 
our marriage wasn't great or I don't know what I would do if the kids like Katie said were sick or you know we, if there was an illness or we had un, whatever a tragedy happened in our life well I think just as encouraging as it was to see that many women that were all together seeking the same things it was also really heavy on my heart when different women would share what they were going through and I felt almost guilty for the enjoyment I had in my marriage or the blessing that it is to have a husband who's working as hard on our marriage or has the same desires that I do or that's involved in our children's life. And so I think it was, I really started to think like, I don't know if I could do this if I was in her position Mm -hmm. and kind of idolizing in a way a happy marriage or healthy children. Yeah. When first and foremost, we say that our giant five starts with our faith and walking with the Lord and, and our relationship with the Lord. But if that's the case, then we've got all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to, you know, I love that Psalm 16 says, In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And these Bible verses are not written with this exclusive context of it being with a loving spouse or with it being healthy children or mm-hmm. a good financial situation or you're living in optimal health. That's not what they're saying. They're saying in the presence of the Lord. Yes. There's fullness of joy at his right hand are, are pleasures forevermore that you when you are in Christ, you've got all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called you to glory and virtue. And so I really want to get back to having that be my foundation, mm-hmm. to having my hope be in the Lord, not in my marriage, not in Katie, mm-hmm. not in my children continuing to be a blessing and a joy and healthy. I don't want my hope in those things. I want my hope in the Lord. Well, there's so many different ways that we can worship the creation instead of the creator. Yes. And just like people can do that with our, I want to say economy, but that is so the wrong word, environment. Yeah. It's easy to worship the environment. It's easy to worship marriage or children or family and put all these things on a pedestal where they are things that God created. And so they are incredible. He created them to be wonderful gifts to us Mm -hmm. and we should steward them and we should focus on how we can make them better. But God's the creator and he is on a level all on his own. And I love what you said about there are no caveats surrounding is caveat what does caveat mean i'm not totally sure okay wrong word there are no like conditions for how we can find joy in the presence of the lord yeah i mean as far as those earthly things like what you're talking about marriage i mean Mm -hmm. i think that you know there are some things I'm, i'm not trying to i think that like you know unrepented sin coming between you and the lord and I think that, you know, lack of faith are those types of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you have to read that verse in context. Yes, because those that are in Christ Jesus are a new creation. And because of the blood of Christ, we have yes. this access to God the Father and the forgiveness of sin. Yes. I mean, apart from Christ, you've got sin separating you. So there's no chance you're going to experience yes. the fullness of joy that comes by being in the presence of the Lord and walking with him. And yeah, and I think that ultimately we just have heard, we've all, I think probably have heard the testimonies of, of different martyrs and, and different believers that have experienced persecution throughout the history of, history of the world that have just experienced the abundant joy of the Lord mm-hmm. while being in extremely trying situations. And I don't want to seek out trials. I don't want to seek out hardships. I want an abundant marriage. I want good health. I want my children to walk with the Lord, but I also want to know that he is my great reward mm-hmm. and that he is the source of joy. He's the source of hope. And those fruits of the spirit 
They're not fruits of marriage. They're not the fruits of children. They're the fruits of God. God, you know, the fruits of the spirit. And I want to walk in those. That's good. That's good, Elisha Votberg. Anyway, so that was kind of what Katie and I talked about on the way home from this women's retreat. And mm-hmm. it's definitely what we've been con- contemplating and talking over a lot the last couple of days. Yeah, for sure. Can I say one more thing yes, that I thought one, was good? Just one more. Okay. This is the last statement that my mom said that was good. She said, when God creates things, he sets them up for success. So when he created marriage, he wanted it to be successful. He didn't intend it to be unsuccessful, but it has to be on his terms. Hmm. And I just thought that was so good. That is so good. When he creates things, he creates them for success on his terms. Mm. That's so good to think about in every area of my life. I think it's Selah. I still stand by my... And I still think it's Selah. I think it's Selah. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It seriously means so much to Katie and I when you reach out to us and encourage us and whether it's this podcast or Katie's Instagram posts or what we're doing on now that we're a family.com. So thank you all so much for that encouragement. And before we go, in case you forgot, <laughs> my children's album, my children's album is available for pre-order. You can pre-order the hard copy, but once you pre-order it, you instantly get the digital downloads. The, but the hard copies are going to go soon because we're not going to have them available after it's After, really uh, November, November 5th, 5th or unless they sell out. Yes. We have a very limited amount of them because Elisha and I are shipping them out and we don't want you to get it by next November. Yes. So by now. Yes. Go to the link in the <laughs> in the in the description here or you can just type in www.nowthatimafather.com. This sounds like a radio ad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it should be. Do you think maybe. we can pay for a radio spot, Katie? I'd love to advertise my children's album on the radio. Oh, All right. So. <laughs> uh, seriously, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.